0: You're listening to Extra Textual. This is a show where we talk about an idea, concept, theme, trend, and relate it to some kind of media like film, TV, video games, books, music, and hopefully discover something about ourselves or our culture along the way. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the show. My name is Eli Stealage, and with me
1: is... Uh, Jeremy Holliday,
0: we are talking about um, Dear White People season two. Dear, Dear White People volume two. Volume two. Made that mistake again. Uh, we had planned for quite a while to talk about volume one. Oh, yeah. at some point Have we, we, never never about it? we never did. We never did. And then time passed, and then now volume two is here. Right. So I don't know how much we'll actually talk about season one, but it's a progression of characters, of course, yeah. and. The story pretty much jumps off from where the season one ended. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to mention before we dive into it completely is that I do feel the need to, like, just give a little disclaimer about us not being experts on all the topics in this show and not acting like we are mm-hmm. um, and know, understand everything happening and in this show or uh, the meaning behind it or the experiences. Especially, I think, why I'm thinking about that is that um, the other show that we are now working on producing, um, Black Like Me, has just got me, like, thinking and learning a lot. And uh, one of the values, I think, of watching the second season and why I enjoyed it and appreciated it so much is it brought up a lot of the things that we that come up on that show, yeah. Um, which is not really something that like I talk, I'm not talking on the show, Uh, but I'm learning myself. And so it was cool to kind of have that double experience of seeing it in a very entertaining, sometimes humorous, very serious at other times way brought up. Um, But I just want to mention that, like, I, I don't know that we will always say things correctly or um, anything like that, but I don't want to like avoid talking about like, the, the complexities the, of race. Yes, yes. The um, hard issues of what's brought up in this show. Right. Um, and so, us and white guys. I mean, we are white.
1: Yeah, we are white,
0: yeah, know, we are white, white guys, yeah.
1: Um, so, just to expound a little bit on what you said, um, uh, Eli and I uh, are working with um, uh, Dr. Alex G. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Alex G., a, a, a pastor who is black mm-hmm. um, in this Madison community where we live. Um, we've been working with them for a while, recently, probably for like four or five months, three, four months. Yeah. We've been uh, yeah yeah, helping him produce a podcast that he is spearheading called Black Like Me. It's sort of he he, he is billed as the experience of one black man in America, Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of it is uh, about race. Yeah, um, and a lot of it's based in uh, people interviewing him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he uh, him interviewing interviewing other people, people. um, also talking about stuff that um, he wants to talk about. It's been, I mean, and the stuff is uh, most of the interviews are. Really intense, mm-hmm. you know, about stuff about mass incarceration, stuff about like all, uh, racism in the past, present, mm-hmm. race relations in the future, racial healing, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, Elon and I have both been working as producers, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. on the show. And um, almost every week, uh, with uh, the topic that they're talking about, whether it's a like a a topic in the news or the, or the topic of the interview he's talking mm-hmm. about, there will be, like, at least two or three references. Like, the, we will have seen something, like, in Dear White People. Yeah, yeah. 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 That um,
0: is, yeah, very closely related to yeah. that topic. Which I, uh, so I don't know if, like, uh, this is capturing, this show is sort of capturing, like, a zeitgeist of uh, what's happening in America right now. And that's also coming up on Black well, Like Me podcast that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I think one thing you mentioned is also why I want to have this disclaimer is, like, I haven't talked to enough people about it to know this, but I had the same feeling that you brought up to me. Um, is is this a show that, like, white people are appreciating yeah, more yeah, than, yeah. like, it's connecting with well, black I mean, people? And I don't know that for sure. I, I don't think so. Um, but, well, uh, I I, but yeah. I don't know.
1: This is what I want to say. Yeah. Um, at the get-go, like, we had just recently had a conversation about uh, vendors Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, um, I, as I sat down to watch J.Y. Uh, people, which I've been binging, not, I mean, watching in a, like, reasonable, quick pace, but yeah. quick-paced fashion yeah, last yeah. week, <laughs> um, it's, it, it's about something. Mm-hmm. It's about something real that is yeah. in our lives and in our town and our country that people yeah. are talking about. Um, and uh, Infin- Infinity War is not. Could, it, it, it could be, <laughs> right? All yeah. good science fiction can be, but it's yeah. not. The Expanse, which I'm also watching and is amazing, is about stuff, is yeah. about my world, is is about things, mm-hmm. is about the complexity of this world and about stuff. Um, the other thing is, um, so the question about, this is a question that I had too, right? So yeah. one of the things that I had learned as a, as a white person is like, <laughs> I've seen so many videos in which like white people's love of Ta-Nehisi coats is mm-hmm. made fun of, and I was yeah. and, like, I I just thought he was like the greatest thing. And there's, <laughs> there's many times I've been like, hey, black person I know, like, have you read this thing, the nehisi Coates read? And they're always like, no, and I'm like, oh, and yeah. There's
0: actually a joke in the show, right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's like jokes a subscription in the show. to the Atlantic or something, right?
1: Yeah. And one of the, and the I mean, another thing that I really like about the show is there's a I mean there's a, a political engagement um, with uh, which, which which involves humor and yeah. uh, you know absurdist sort of things mm-hmm. but it, it's engaging with what's happening right now mm-hmm. about free speech on college campuses about what the right is doing about what the yeah. left is doing
0: Um Fake
1: news. Yeah, um, I mean, there. You know. Yeah, yeah there's a mm-hmm. lot of that there, and even the inclusion of this Hotep character, which I knew nothing about. Yeah, I was also going to mention
0: that. I had to look that up.
1: Yeah, I googled the googled the crap out of it. Yeah. Came across Hotep Jesus, who was involved. Like, like but, there's a whole lot of stuff out there, but which is makes me think, like, um,
0: not to stay on this topic too long, that this is not necessarily like something that just white people are appreciating, yeah. or even like aimed at white people because. I felt like it's more about this conversation happening in the black community or yeah. conversations and that I'm sort of, like, listening in and learning from it. Like, there were moments like that where I'm like, I don't really know what they're talking about. But they all seem to know what they're talking about. Yeah, Like, they all get that reference. Um, so, like, which I, I really liked because it made me explore something new to me, yeah. um, which I always appreciate in my, in my media and art. Um, but, yeah, I think that was also bringing up things about people that i do, that are not in my world unfortunately yeah. um, that well, i don't see very much yeah
1: there's i mean uh, i guess you know we're having a conversation for people we have, assumed have watched some yeah, of we're do white people spoil yeah, a lot yeah so of it, yeah. you you should watch it Mm-hmm. and if you haven't you can pause this and go watch it and come back or listen to our stuff and go watch it later. But We probably won't spoil like the end until later, so no. some
0: of it is a little more general, but like, right. it won't like spoil it. Um,
1: yeah. But since we haven't talked about well, from the very get-go, um, mm-hmm. uh, Dear White People was a, a movie, right? Um, which I'd seen advertised. And I was like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, and shortly after the release of the film, uh, a Netflix series was uh, made. Yeah, um, And then just recently, like the, the second season, mm-hmm. the second volume came out. And um, and uh in general like from the from the overview mm-hmm. um, i haven't seen the movie though I want to it's quite good yeah saw the first season uh i liked it mm-hmm. um and uh i was surprised when the second season came out cuz it came out pretty quickly mm-hmm. um and like from the very like from the very first shot of the second season i was just immediately a little bit blown away yeah um like the production quality mm-hmm. uh the film craft the writing yeah all the acting and directing. Everything is, I mean, about as good as you get. Right. Top par, yeah. Yeah, in television mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's like, the first season is unique and very good. Yeah. Um, and the second season is, in, in, in every aspect, better. I think so too, yeah. Um, you know, and, and it, but it The it, first
0: season it, is essentially stretching out the story yeah. of the film and retelling it. Yeah. Um, so I think they got to play in a, a little bit new... Um, New stories and characters yeah. in this one, um,
1: which is and like they're not the second season isn't redoing. No, you know? it's it's a it's a new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's so um, one of the other things I really like about the show, which I think the creator has been interview, interviewed a lot of times, is like I really like the voiceover narration, mm. um, and uh, I, I mean because it's. Great it's, it's just great <laughs> yeah um, and there's there's some element of this narrator who's sitting beside us watching mm-hmm. this story telling us about it mm-hmm. that makes it really interesting to me mm-hmm. it's also some of the funniest stuff in there, yeah, and because the the narrator uh, also in his um in his diegesis, yeah. um there's also these this historical footage, mm-hmm. right? And 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 we learn in bits and pieces, which eventually get repeated right. about what the past of this place is like, mm-hmm. um, and and what what happened with particular people. It's a partial history, but it's a history. Yeah. Um, and I really like there's a way in which that the way that functions in the show
2: mm-hmm. is
1: moving the viewer. Um, to a more integrated understanding of how the past in the United States is present right now, mm-hmm. right? Like that, the idea of phrenology is not irrelevant right. to where our current world is. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of, and this is, I mean, like from from Barack Obama's uh, last speech in Philadelphia before he was elected president, when he says that, like these issues of race, we really haven't worked them out in the United right. States. No, yeah. Like there's a there's a sense that that the past is so distant, um, which is just, I mean. Uh, not true yeah. and, and, and a convenient thing that people say to prevent contemplation of these these things mm. right the concept of phrenology which mm. is like measuring people's heads right um, is per- portrayed brilliantly um, <laughs> sure, yeah. in the movie right you know it's like some sort of inferior, like some sort of physical or mm. spiritual inferiority of certain races right mm. that concept is still present in our world
0: right. Um, I mean, I think it does... It uses a lot of different techniques and methods. And in one sense, I would normally think those things would not come together. Um, There's a lot happening in the show at once. And I think until, like, the very ending, I kind of had to go back and, like... Because it kind of asks you to think about, like, the structure of of the show. Yeah. Um, And so I, like, went back and realized how many of these elements it was building from narration to showing these historical elements... I think the the season structures in general is unique. Um, uh, Arrested Development, the new season just started, and, I, and uh, it made me think about the first Netflix season, season four, which they tried to do, like, a focus on different characters. Which was horrible. It, it was not good, yeah. And then, like, but tell, like, one unified story where things, like, cross over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it just recently made me realize, like, not to quite the sort of wacky degree of rest development, but that's what this show is doing. I mean, we get, like, told from these different perspectives, and then we'll see, like, oh, that was a moment happening from a different episode in the right. background, right. and this, is, this was happening over here. And so it's really fascinating the way he kind of pulls that together and gives us, puts us in each person's sort of personal yeah. world. Um, so I think... Uh, it's pretty fascinating the way that they were able to accomplish all that um and like you said uh justin simeon i heard an interview and he said that he wanted to look back at history um because he did he got a lot of like trolling happened with the first season um online so he wanted to look at those things directly and say like how can we look at it um, to see that this has always happened. Like, he was experiencing it in a new yeah. way, um, which he even said was probably not the same as, like, what pe- people experienced in the past, like him just reading things on the internet and being annoyed by them. But uh, but it is a lifestyle that's happened to people of color in America for all of history. Well, yeah, what Sam says, um, like, this is
1: what happens to people when you try to change stuff. Yeah,
0: and, but I like that, it, like you said, it's about this college, so it's not implicating things in a way that people can't connect with. Like, it's it's told in a smaller story right, right, perspective, right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it is reflective of a bigger right. issue. Um, and I think sometimes people sort of check out when you're just kind of saying, like, oh, you're just blaming, like, our American history or whatever. Yeah. Um, some people might check out, sort of. like I've heard that before, but if you're telling it in a unique, new
2: way... Yeah, yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, right.
1: That connects to these characters directly. It it also, like, uh, the show in lots of places um, emphasizes the importance of what people do. Mm -hmm. And I think that... I mean, I I have always... uh, How do I say that? On the issue of trolling, Mm -hmm. I think that it's really portrayed sort of amazingly uh uh, in the film uh especially with sam right yeah because there's she gets she like comes out and she gets trolled and there's this um and it's you know she does engage with it but like she gets some really i i don't remember the term um but like uh, connected with gamergate like Mm -hmm. it's like when you send it like um personal information mm-hmm. of people to like other trolls so they mm-hmm. can like harass you in the yeah. in, in the real world i mean there's it's like the things that people sent her like you know mm-hmm. this this card like you know like making her parents think she had died yeah um you know and she talks about how like you know she thought it was her father who was dying You mm-hmm. know? um and it's just like there's i i will be happy uh no two things one um People do shit on the internet that they would never do in person. yeah. Right, and that, like, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'll be happy when the internet is fucking gone. <laughs> and we we don't, that's not a thing in our lives. Yeah. I mean, I think that I would, you know, like if I put on my prognostication hat, mm-hmm. I would say that there will be some legal decision in our lifetimes which will, like, make it clear that online speech and regular speech are treated the same. Yeah, I so, mean, it
0: lets us perpetuate the different sides of ourselves that normally we might try to control. Right. And now we have an outlet which we don't feel like there's consequences for. Yeah,
1: and, and, and I also don't think, like, I don't think these people really hate that much. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, like, uh, sort of a side-by-side one-upsmanship yeah. of who can be the biggest whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like that the character, Ricky, which you meet towards the end, I mean, she says something which, I mean, like, she says, you know, I, I learned to win um, cons- like I, I learned to be effective at making far right conservative arguments so I could win debate mm-hmm. um championships Right. which I mean true story I was a debater for seven years <laughs> like there are very few references to debate in any stories anywhere there's very <laughs> few movies one of which is called Rocket Science the other of which is The Great Debaters and there are probably a few other ones out there listening to me is one of them but mm-hmm. like only two really hardcore films about yeah. that I know of so but when I was a debater one of the things that I um, encountered a lot was like there's a kind of expediency of certain kinds of conservative arguments when you have a limited amount of time mm-hmm. like it's like they're, they're only effective when you can when you're just trading sound bites mm-hmm. but if you actually take the implications beyond right. a 10 minute conversation about it it, it doesn't really hold up
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I think that, that there's a lot of that which is part of our world now mm-hmm. with this particular president and the right. culture around him Yeah. Um uh and also like the I mean like we're this is like the age of trolling, yeah, you know, I mean, it's like like people write like the the, the arguments about snowflakes, like people regularly getting made fun of for mm-hmm. like having feelings right um and it, it's just like i don't have any, I don't have any part of it like I, <laughs> I mean like I like I mean I don't for people that have had trouble in their lives mm-hmm. um being a place where you're okay with having emotions is a huge and lifelong struggle um and it's something that you know those who have experienced trauma or other sorts of things are very proud of Mm -hmm. and so i don't i don't think having feelings and caring about people and caring about what happens in the world is in any way bad or should be ever demonized ever Mm -hmm. and i think that the 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 alt right characters in the story and particularly stuff about free speech on campus mm-hmm. um, is like it's happening right now it's happening yeah. right now all across right. the country mm-hmm. um, that the the you know like the and again like the the characters say it you know it, you argue you say this shit about free speech and the content is irrelevant but that's not true yeah um, I mean like uh, sort of what you're talking about around that one
0: of my favorite yeah. moments is like when sam is getting trolled and she you know is trying to get advice and first she's like no i'm just gonna be above it and then she's like no i'm just gonna attack it I'm yeah take it straight on because um, this is who i am yeah and uh we get her being like very strong mm-hmm. which is empowering and then she's in the radio studio about yeah. to do a show and we get this moment where she gets this really rough message yeah And we just see her like break down and cry and she's like, I can't do it anymore. So I think like what I like about the show is often what I first think about characters um, and not just this moment too, but like it works to like break that down, that perspective of who we think we are. And especially Sam, I think the arc of um, her storyline this season is like trying to figure out why she's doing these things, who she is as a person um, what's behind her ideologies. Um, you know, is she just being like an activist to be an activist? Or um, how much does she care about the other people around her? Is how it's affecting her? Yeah. So all these deep things. But that was like one of those quiet, small moments that, you know, led us sort of into her sort of emotions and um, what she was feeling and not just putting on this front yeah. um, of fighting. And I think that's normally sort of all we would get. Uh, but I think other characters too is constantly sort of breaking them down. We get um, the, the troll, we get this mystery revealed, and it's a person of color. Um, and I heard Justin Simeon said he wanted to not go with the easy path where we would just see it's this white alt right person. Yeah. Because um, that's too easy. But like, and then at the end with the Ricky character, it's just these expectations that are broken down. Um, which is played by Tessa Thompson by the way who is the original Sam in the film Mm. Um, so they said they had a lot of fun bringing her
1: back on and like flip her role yeah yeah. yeah. I mean like I uh, I I can't really point to a television show that has characters that I like this (laughs) much I mean um, the two things I I think I have three things I want to say first Mm -hmm. of all um, this I haven't watched a movie has ever made me like nostalgic for college, hmm. but this one does, <laughs> and it's because of the second thing, which is um, like we live in a very segregated city. We talk about mm-hmm. this a lot on the Black Like Me podcast. Yeah. Um, Madison has where we live, it's like some of the like at, at one point, and I think so, does has the worst racial disparity mm-hmm. in terms of education and some few other indicators in the yeah. entire country. Um, and it also describes itself as this am- amazing liberal bastion, you know like mm-hmm. we protested everything and stuff yeah. and you now we're just a bunch of grumpy homeowners <laughs> um, and uh the, the, this this idea that I this this idea mm-hmm. um, that like uh, the further we get from you know those early twenties, the more narrow our lives become and mm-hmm. like you know like and like the less different kinds of people we come in contact with because of we have kids who don't have kids or yeah. have economic like this economic situation or that non-economic situation our mm-hmm. jobs um and what i'm what i miss most about um my college experience which was not awesome in, mm-hmm. and, but nice in terms of meeting lots of people is like the breadth of people you were around mm. you know and, and like and I, and I look at you know and it's like you know what would it be like to be in a place where Every day, um, we're talking about the most important issues Mm -hmm. of race and politics in in a real way that matters Mm -hmm. um, with people to whom it matters. Like, we're not just – they're not talking just a bunch of other white people who have homes about what should we do about stuff. We're, like, we're all working on stuff together. The time
0: where you're, like, developing who you are or, like, solidifying that, I think, in a lot of ways and exploring – at least I felt like – the people I was around, we were all sort of doing that. And I think even though we didn't know everything by any means, like we fought really hard to like stand up for what we believed and like in a good way, like we had arguments about um, uh, our ideologies and things we believed. And so you see that in the show Mm -hmm. um, a lot. I didn't talk as smart as any of the people on the show. No, I I
1: don't know if any real college students were as smart or as beautiful as these people are on the show. But um, the other thing is it reminds me of a show like it reminds me of uh, Another World yeah. which I used to watch when I was yeah. a kid. And, and like I didn't I think it was on after The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm. Um, or Cosby Show. Yeah. So Or maybe yeah. it was after The Cosby Show. It probably after The Cosby Show. I think there was some
0: crossover or something.
1: Um, yeah. Anyway and so like I remember like as a kid um, being sort of fascinated by this politically active group mm. of black college students. Mm. Um, you know I didn't know any black people growing up. Really, yeah. Um, and uh, but there was like, I just had this sense of watching the show that like they were talking about things that really mattered that, that mm-hmm. weren't that I didn't know about in my mm-hmm. world. Yeah. And I had the sense of watching that when I watch mm-hmm. the white people, I get the same sense too. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, because it's like, it's just um, even something like Black Lives Matter is not like, it's not simple. Yeah. Um, talking about it is not simple as mm-hmm. a white person. You know, talking about other white people or black people is yeah. not straightforward as a white person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, like, I, I assume it's Justin Simeon and, like, the, the crowd of people mm-hmm. that have surrounded him that are interested in this project. They seem to be doing a great job of presenting a whole lot of honest complexity about mm-hmm. it. And, I mean, there's, there's I mean... I'm not entirely sure who's responsible for it. Right. I, I don't know. But yeah. who, whoever made, like, the Dear right people... Like, <laughs> I don't think if I spent the rest of my life doing so, I could come up with a better parody. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, there, there, there are also just some moments in the, the show that I'm like, I, I do not think... Like, I, I would be hard-pressed to find a better way to do this.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, like, and the, one of the things I like the most... Um, which is a, I'll say this a talk, um, is like the emotional confrontation between Sam and Gabe. Mm-hmm. I um, agree, yeah. It's so good, yeah, and so real and so honest and you know and like messy and mm-hmm. like. Don't... It also
0: like felt like a um, theater piece almost, like right. a chamber sort of story that uh, they're isolated in this one location, but like. Staged and shot just, like, so well yeah. that I, like, totally got lost in their conversation. I love yeah. the, like, turning off the cameras and the mics to, like, yeah, yeah. speak personally. It was just, like, these great sort of break... And, I mean, that brings up, too, like, there's these layers of their conversation happening, yeah. right? Because we know that they have this um, uh, personal connection, this personal history between them, their relationship. We have, like, they're talking about hard issues, um... They're sort of, like, biting at each other, um, but don't really want to be exactly. Um, So there's all these levels. And I think in general, uh, like, what you mentioned with the Avengers, like, if they would just take time to, like, kind of, like, write it and then think about it. But, like, this show feels like they wrote the scripts, what, like, they wanted to tell. And then they went back and, like, had characters, like, comment comment on those things that they said. So, like... Uh, it almost felt like Aaron Sorkin-like. Yeah. Like, yeah, the yeah. West Wing where um, there's funny things, but, like, the characters are probably too smart than they would be in real life. Right. But it's it's great to get that, like, commentary going on because mm-hmm. they, like, make fun of things yeah. that they were serious in other scenes. Uh, so I just love that. Like, do feel like I could almost watch it again and get, like, more out of it, you know, yeah. that I could catch the first time. Um, and I I'm just amazed, like, they were able to, like pretty fast turnaround. I mean probably it was like a year, um, seems fast these days, uh, to release that season and have it so well produced um yeah. and look great. Uh I wanted to mention a few of like technique things that were great. Yeah. Um that really surprised me in this season. I don't remember them as much happening in the first season. Um little things like when Lionel uh is sort of getting a new boyfriend um and we see an episode open and he's like walking through campus with him and they uh, he seems a little more like um free and open than he normally talks to people mm-hmm. but he's kind of using like text language and then we realize like he's just playing out like yeah. a, a text conversation as if he's talking to someone and yeah. kind of like wants a friend to be able to talk openly yeah. which i thought was really effective um, we get uh, Coco's story where she decides to have an abortion, um, which maybe I thought happened a little too fast. It was almost like all in one episode. But, like, the flash forward, yeah. like, totally got me. And then, like, the end of the episode where we flash back to present and then she's like, decides to do it was, like, pretty heart-wrenching. Yeah, no. I mean, I think just to, like, go on that journey with her mm-hmm. um, was just, like, these unexpected things that are challenging to, I think, what we expect and also uh, super creative and um, innovative and interesting that they were trying to do. Um, and one of those, I think, coming back to that episode that was just, like, basically Sam and Gabe having that conversation. Um, I, like I said, the multiple sort of levels that it was working on, I think, were great. And, it, and that was the episode where I felt like these are the kinds of things that, like maybe I'm not saying, but are being worked through like on the other show that we mentioned, Black Like Me. Yeah. Um, Or the things that I'm learning uh, that people are going through or even like Gabe's experience where we kind of have this white gaze where he thinks he's like, I can explore this stuff. You know, I'm coming from a great place. Um, I'm asking all these black friends to do this. So I'm doing the right thing, right? I'm trying to help you. And Sam sort of breaking that down at the same time. And it's... And I, I like I didn't know what to think at many times like who's right who's wrong, um, it was very complex and it, and it well, handled all of that. Yeah, I, think
1: I well. mean there's, uh, I mean I feel uh, so old-fashioned so old, <laughs> but there's there's many points in the show where they they um, withhold mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it 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 makes it perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, like n- it's not clear if Sam or Gabe is right. Right. But it is clear that they love each other. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And and I mean, I, I will probably talk about this for a long time. But like when when they go back for when they go back to Sam's home, mm-hmm. and um, Joelle and Coco were talking to her, mm-hmm. and like jo- Coco just says, "I've had to make some really hard choices about it." Yeah. Meaning having an abortion. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, I mean, Coco was probably my favorite character. Mm. I mean, I like. Of all, I would say of all the characters in there, she is the one who I have most affinity with. In yeah. the, like she because she's poor and she's in a place where she is faking mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I, I come from a coal mining town. <laughs> I went to like this fancy liberal arts private school in Vermont. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I was part of a, a, a class, like a, a class of wealth that I, I, I said in some sense, didn't even know existed. Yeah. And also
0: um, her roommate, I can't remember her name, um, who sort of like helps her through that. Yeah. But, like, up to that point was, like, just a humorous character, I felt, yeah. like, that kind of, like, passed through. And then they, like, gave her her own, like, fully fleshed character. And yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't, like, dislike her before, but she was supposed to be kind of, like, the funny, annoying one. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, because um, she loses her dog. Yeah. Sorbet. Um and some of the lines that that character says, I can't remember her name either, mm-hmm. um, are are in some sense like if when you look at if you look at them on paper, mm-hmm. they're not anything special, <laughs> right? Like I'm I'm here for you no matter what. Yeah, it it is a silly and cheesy thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, she means it, yeah. but it is exactly what makes the scenes between her and Coco perfect. Mm-hmm. Like. She's not I mean, because it's it's some, some way a contrast to the sort of thing she normally says, mm-hmm. but it's like straightforward. Yeah. Um, and I just like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like, the, the, like, the ambiguity about Sam and Gay being right, the part about Coco just sort of referencing but not really explaining about her abortion. I mean, all those moments, like, I mean, I, I don't know who, I mean, it's, you know, Justin Simian means a creator. I don't know mm-hmm. who's doing all the writing, but like, I just have a lot of respect for those people, mm-hmm. just in terms of crap, because there's yeah. so many other situations mm-hmm. where they make different choices and they just ruin it.
0: Right. In my opinion. Yeah. Um. For sure. Um, we also get a noir story episode yeah. where Lionel's doing this investigation, yeah. which is pretty fun, um, which we probably both appreciated. Yeah. And that's a more uh, comedic episode, I would say, a little bit, but. Um, yeah, I mean, they were just trying a lot of these different things, and I think for the most part, it works. Um, I found I like how they look at the camera at the end of every episode. I don't know if they did that in the first season. I'm guessing they did. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know either, but it's it's noticeable and striking in the second. Part. Yeah. Um. Like I would always almost forget, and then it would happen, and I'd be like,
2: Oh, okay. We're all done. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. yeah. Yeah.
0: And also, like, I gotta think about that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, and I, and I think I mean it's one of those things like what you I mean. There are these, I don't know, like the piercing of the fourth wall or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, in documentary film, one of the things that I always like is when we there's a shot of uh, some element of the filmmaking, mm-hmm. editing, in the process, yeah. or some of the process to show mm-hmm. what we're watching. Yeah. Right. Um, and in this, I mean, I think that the looking at the camera at the end of each episode serves to engage people in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I mean, like. This is a story that's being told to us, mm-hmm. right? Our narrator is telling it to us. Mm-hmm. The people that are there are, in some sense, also speaking to us that no one does in the Ferris Bueller sort of talking to us. Yeah. But they're they're telling us a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, by, you know, by gazing at us through the camera, they're making us a part of the story, too. Yeah. Um, which is just um, interesting and engaging. Yeah. Um, and I really have, <laughs> no, you know, which is it's one of those things where, like, you can't all that can't just be a thing you always do, mm-hmm. but for this particular story, it's it seems to be just about perfect.
0: Right, right. And uh, I have to say, um, I like the some of the male characters too. We must have been talking about the female, which yeah. are great characters. But um, I really grew to love Reggie uh, yeah. in this season, and uh, I think he portrayed a lot of complexity. And I hope he does other stuff because I like to see him in other roles and stuff. Yeah. Um, but he's good. And then, uh, the son of the Dean or whatever, Troy. Troy, thank you. Like they definitely work to like break down his character and he sort of has to like refine himself. So I, I feel like that was like a theme of this season. A lot of ways, like was discovering who they actually are. Um, I still like, I like Lionel and his story, but, and I, I've only seen the film once before the series started. Um, but I remember thinking in the first season that he's a little more caricature than the actor that played him in the movie, mm-hmm. and I still kind of feel that way in the second season. Like he he feels like he's playing nerdy and awkward more than like I believe that he actually that actor actually yeah, is. yeah, yeah. yeah that's no, like no, my no, only I think that's issue. True. This is yeah. what
1: I'll say. So, um, it, like, what to say? Like. Lionel is a geek, mm mm-hmm. or a nerd, right right These are my people <laughs> right like I knew people like him mm. um he, he, I mean not not exactly like him, but I knew folks that like were tremendous like very physically fit mm. you know like yeah. gen- like a friend of mine super nerd I mean like very physically fit you know like. Played guitar, ran around, did all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. But like, you know, not so much on the, in the talking to people, right? Yeah. Um, I do. Th- I mean, I do agree with you that he, that it, it reminds me a little bit of like Steve Urkel. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, it's more the performance, not the character type. Right. right. Yeah. 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 Um, but what I, what feels most authentic is like when he uh, argues with um, Brooke, uh-huh. the female writer. Yeah. And I think because, like, so th- that element of his performance sort of bleeds out into the other parts of it because mm-hmm. I'm like, that, that I like, the hyper-annoyance at each other, like, that is <laughs> yeah, yeah. like what I think brings my yeah, character yeah, yeah. to life. Mm-hmm. And I just sort of, like, ble- you know, bleed that out into the yeah. um, other parts of the story. Um, yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed Troy's, like, mushroom trick. <laughs> yeah, it's um, true. His acid quest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was, you know, sh- also, I was, um, as they were getting into it, I was like, oh, they're going to, like, do shrooms and do things. I was like, all right, like, let's see. <laughs> let's see that. what you That's got. That, yeah. Um, and it was uh, good. Mm-hmm. And it made mean, it interesting. I mean, like, one of the yeah. things that we, I mean, we had, you know, I had just done, um, uh, you know, uh, helped conduct an inter- interview this week, you mm-hmm. know, Black like, like Me About, with these two, um uh, you know black male psychologist talking about like the importance of identity and about mm-hmm. like, a- establishing your identity and not letting other people define you mm-hmm. which is essentially what sorbet tells um troy when he's at the fountain <laughs> yeah, yeah um and there was and it, it, so like the the issue about i mean i've gone back and forth in my adult life about assessing the like the value of identity Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems because there's definitely like a, a movement in the United States where like you know, like identity politics is just a dead end road. Yeah, um, and I think, I mean, I don't know all don't know all about it, mm-hmm. but it seems like people's for whom their identity is like a huge benefit say stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But people for whom their identity uh, causes trouble for them, like being black, Mm -hmm. um, don't say things like that. Yeah. And they say that like identity is essentially important. I mean... Mm -hmm. And so I... -hmm. And so the show has... One of the... So in the show, when Sam gets the first sort of forced like a really bad troll when she's in the thing, what she says is... um, they don't get to say this. Yeah. Right? Right. And, and the thing is that it's, it's, it's an absolutely an issue of identity in that, like, because who, of who she is, mm-hmm. you know, in some sense, a liberal and also a black woman, mm-hmm. they get to say this. Yeah. And, like, regardless of what, like, people are supposed to do or allowed to do, like, you can do it. Yeah. It's like police officers can shoot unarmed black men. Mm-hmm. And they do. Um, get away with it yeah yeah and i think that like that's um sam humanizes like i don't even that's not even that's not the adequate word like i think we get a a much deeper understanding of what of why these discussions online matter to people Mm -hmm. all kinds of people through sam yeah um. You know, and especially like you know the moment when she her dad accidentally FaceTimes her, which was just. I mean, I don't know who wrote that, but that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, like the different ways of you know, because in some sense, just from a technological standpoint, like mm-hmm. she's like you know, like uh, doing sort of like. Uh, a tweet war, or a Twitter right, war, right, right? You know this person, mm-hmm. you know, and then she has like an actual, you know, nearly human interaction with her father, right. who sort of almost circuits the entire sort of thing, and it just sort of highlights the different modes of mm-hmm. connecting. Yeah, um, and I think the only other show, I mean, the way they integrate texting and whatnot mm-hmm. into people's lives feels very real, mm-hmm. and like how things are in no, mind, like as yeah. if as if like the phone is some sort of like sixth or seventh sense. Yeah, I mean, like, we say a lot of things
0: that we don't say out loud now through text. Or, like, there's this other conversation happening below the level of what we say verbally, yeah. Which I think works pretty well on the show. Or, uh, especially maybe on a college campus these days, the way things, like, spread between people that is also unsaid out loud, yeah.
1: and One of the things I haven't dealt with on the show, but uh, is, like... um, Well, I guess I kind of deal with it with all all IVW, but, Hmm. like, uh, there are a lot... A lot of college campuses have like these uh, anonymous message boards. Mm. Uh, some of them, I mean, I, there's always one of them. Some of them are set up by pri- private companies, and yeah, um, some of them are, you know, some set up by the school. But like, um, I, you know, I've been in several university towns or college towns in the past ten years of my life. Like these, like if something shitty happens, mm-hmm. it either happens first or is reflected on these anonymous message boards. Mm. And like, I don't like I, <clears throat> I mean. From the very beginning of the internet, Eli, (laughs) um, I've always thought that the anonymity of it Mm -hmm. is a big problem. Mm. I mean, you know, I mean, like, whatever, like, I can have opinions on stuff, yeah. Um, And from the very beginning, like, I or from close to the beginning of when, like, of me being an online citizen, Mm -hmm. like, I always or I almost always use my Mm -hmm. own name. Yeah. Once I had kids, I when we play something stuff online, I I have a a, A more careful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I just have a somewhat, you know, like I have a a different name which we use because I don't because they're not allowed and Mm -hmm. because I think it's just responsible. Yeah. Um, You know, and I'm like always me. I'm like always Jeremy Holiday, pretty much. I'm like Jeremy Holiday 23 or Jeremy (laughs) Holiday 119 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there's um, I I. Like Sam gets sent the bananas, which says bitch on them, mm-hmm. which is an anonymous action to her. Mm-hmm. But I know that like, like as vitriolic as all IVW stuff is, mm-hmm. I, like the times I was staying, you know, at Dartmouth, even times here, even the times when I was at like, you know, at the school, I, when I went to Middlebury, like on these anonymous message boards, there is far worse. Mm. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, like I, I, I would like, and the show has a, has a pretty narrow palette. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stretches beyond the sort of funny to the serious when it wants to, um, but I, I mean like I I was I was often surprised at the stuff that sort of ended up on there, hmm. um, you know or even you know or e- even like the things that were like scrawled on like places where you put up posters. right? Yeah, you yeah. know and you know I mean um, you know maybe that's kind of a thing of the past. Maybe, maybe maybe most of that does happen more are all online, online. you know, and, like in a more public forum like. twitter Twitter or facebook yeah
0: um but i mean i think he justin simeon has mentioned that that's like what happened to him with the first season so i think he wanted to kind of portray it in that way um but that may be true that that's yeah yeah sort of a campus way of maybe of what would be happening to is the message boards or something like that um well i want to say too like there's
1: i mean i now have two of these things in mind so i can like compare them but like the way in which like um uh tig Notaro uses the latter part of the second season of one mississippi to essentially like um um uh, call out lewis ck on his mm. shitty sexual abusive behavior um and, and so like even in the, in the show like it happens in the show and they talk about it on their radio show and she taught you know and uh, thus they're talking about it on yeah um the show one mississippi which hmm. covers it um, and to have Justin Simeon like bring his trolling right. um, into uh, this world, and For there's sure, even yeah. you know there's even this sort of the counter argument too that or, or the when Gabe says like maybe they just think you're some sort of invincible superwoman and you don't have any feelings and won't hurt, mm-hmm. um, which isn't a thing that I think people have said. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's, it's an opinion right. that some people have, um, but I think when you see like how devastating the stuff particularly about her family is to Sam. I don't think you can honestly say that. Yeah. Right. Um And I think that, I mean, among other things that the show does, that is remarkable. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like the way that it, it does go below the surface. Like we get sort of like the main rhetoric, even from these main black characters, like sort of the, the soundbite things that you would normally hear about race or whatever. Uh, but then like, as we get to know these characters, it complicates things as we get to know them, yeah. and it does a really good job of of doing that. Um, I don't think I can sort of view it without thinking of like the influence of Spike Lee a little bit yeah um, in in both the style and I think he also sort of complicates this race relations a lot um between the way his characters act, yeah, and what they say and things like that and I think. Uh, that's a big influence kind of behind the show which I think is, is fine and um, is good and, and drawing on that sort of history is, is interesting as well um, but I, I think it also like some of the stuff we mentioned stylistically that it does it's doing its own thing as well and like having texting on the screen these are some newer elements um, that it's bringing to uh, to our current times
1: yeah and, so and I mean we a, clearly love the show to live, to yeah live the show. and again I mean the question we started off with which is like which is one I still I don't have an answer to and I would mm-hmm. love to have a get some insight into yeah. what's going on it's like you know it like do we love this because it's made for white people right. um, like what are the black people like it as much as we do what's going on mm-hmm. um, I do know that like I've never googled as much after a show as I do after this show there's like mm-hmm. at least one or two things where I'm like uh, I don't <laughs> know what that is you know? so, yeah, like <laughs> like, that. what is it um uh one more thing I want to say. Um is so in the second season there's mm-hmm. like this meta narrative about mm-hmm. secret societies. Yeah. Um which I I don't it's an it's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they're going with it. Yeah. Um it is uh I, I'm you know, I'm fully on board, they can take me wherever they'd like to. Mhm. Um I, I do think it is <clears throat> cool. Yeah. Um, that, uh, the person that walks out of the darkness at the end is, I believe, Justin Simeon or who, who, whoever's, or whoever is doing the narration. Okay. Um, like uh, to represent Justin Simeon. Or maybe, maybe it's not him. Um, it's not, it's a f- more famous actor, but oh. yeah. um,
0: uh, well, it, the person is doing the voiceover, but yeah, maybe his speaking his voice, but yeah, yeah, I don't, that was a surprise, like actual twist. Yeah, that made me like think which was cool like I was sort of uh reeling from I think like the emotional impact I like watched the last two episodes in like oh, one run way, yeah. and so I think I was still sort of like in that mindset and then was like I did not expect that sort of like twist that I need to go back and like think through this show right. <laughs> in a different level um, but I'm also not sure what they're doing or implying with that completely uh, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting... Right,
1: you know, like and some, you know, so there are a couple things. I think huh. one thing is that um, I like the... There's some... I don't know what you call it. Maybe it, we call it like the density of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the things that I thought is really interesting is they... In the way that they talk about stuff, particularly when like Lionel and um, Sam get to the bell tower, mm. they investigate a whole bunch of possibilities of what might happen. Yeah, They f- might find someone... Mm. They don't find someone. And Lionel says, but we're here. Yeah. Which is like a possibility that maybe they will start it. Mm -hmm. Maybe there was nothing. Yeah. Um, But the thing that they thought about, Mm -hmm. they could become it. Yeah. Right? And all of that is, it's all present in the story. Mm Mm-hmm. And and deliberately so, I think. Right. And then we have something that actually happens,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. which is, again, like, somewhat piercing the fourth wall because like it's our narrator right or someone walks we, out, yeah. yeah our narrator walks
0: out and seems to know what's going on yeah yeah with all these people no survey's so yeah. name um yeah.
1: <clears throat> which is kind of cool mm-hmm. um the other thing is there's <clears throat> again the character of coco who i like a great deal yeah um she like has a convert before we know she's pregnant mm-hmm. she has a conversation she have a conversation with her mom which doesn't happen very often and, and they're talking about, I think, her sister or someone else who got pregnant.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, like, <clears throat> even though the flash-forward story that we see is one in which she is still successful, even though she's not with Troy, mm-hmm. and her daughter goes there, and her daughter's successful, yeah. there's another story we don't see, which is the one where, like, she becomes, like, a poor black dropout, mm-hmm. like, her family. Mm-hmm. Which is the one thing that she has worked her entire life to not, not be. Begun, yeah and i just there's because of the the way they tell the story you know that's there Mm -hmm. you know that coco thinks that you know that she is terrified of that Mm -hmm. and you have that story and a totally different story um and even like sort of like a third one where like you know it's just sort of like a like she leaves campus and is able to work it out with troy or something like that um, all of those three possibilities are, are very clearly part of the, mm-hmm. the, the, the show that we watch, yeah. but only one of them is shown on the screen Actually, you yeah. know, in, in a very explicit way. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just like um, – I just don't know. How, I mean, it's hard to do that. Yeah. Um, and I think like – or maybe it's not hard, but it's impressive mm-hmm. to see that level of density. Like yeah. it's almost like, like they don't waste the space they have. Mm-hmm. And they even fill up the space they they, they don't have, like the mm-hmm. space outside of the story of the film or the story of the show with this other stuff, yeah. you know? And, and it makes it so much bigger and richer, um, mm-hmm. all the different possibilities mm-hmm. that these characters could
0: yeah. do. I'm going to bring up something that's maybe out of my depth, but, like, uh, I think it is something I've felt in a different way of, like... Uh, I also recently watched finished the first season of Atlanta Mm -hmm. and between the two shows I think uh there's this concept of sort of like the American dream creeping into what it means to escape sort of the uh the experience that people of color have had in America Mm -hmm. and a lot of that has to do with gaining money and a certain lifestyle and I think Dear White People deals a lot with that in general just them like in this um ivy league type school and them trying to fit into that sort of white what's traditionally kind of a white environment and what you're talking about with coco of trying to exceed um or move past you know what her family has experienced so far Mm -hmm. i'm moving beyond that and it was just interesting i'd like to hear someone else's commentary um how they feel about that but in atlanta there was also an episode about this concept of a woman who had married a white man but um she sort of gets called on her ideology i guess her her ideas of things and being comfortable with this um and and i think i kind of got that too with like the ricky character like she basically says like hey this is how i'm getting past it like all these checks i'm going to be cashing like that's what i'm doing like i can be done with this soon and, like, in my mind, I can move past it, and it's not me. I know it's not me, but I'm going to be living good. Um, so I think, like, that, for me, I've seen that creeping in just as a concept of, like, the American dream for anybody. Like, it's a lie that we sort of get fed that if we can reach these certain, like, material levels, that we can move past whatever else is going on. And, uh, and I think it, it was a different layer for me to see it connected to race, um that I hadn't thought about much but I wonder if that's like in more like the black community if that's something that people discuss much or maybe say like I know this person who is in this situation can you believe that you know like um so like I said I don't think I'm the person to like know all about that but it was something that I was learning um, that may be a discussion more uh outside of my normal sphere um, which is interesting. Yeah. If that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, um,
0: yeah. I, I mean, Dear White People, I think, is a lot about the fight for ideas and turning them into reality and what that looks like. And I think there's, they're trying to accomplish uh, a change, I guess, in society or their spheres. And there's different ways of doing that. And I guess that's sort of like where the battle lines get drawn a lot of times. Is, is it just important to get to this place however you do it? Or is it important to maintain your beliefs along with it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, so that's a, it's a really great um, question. Um, and I think the, 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 the things I have to say about it are as follows. One... We have the the, the character of L- Lawrence, the Hotep character. Yeah, I think it was Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, sounds about right. Anyway, so I didn't know anything about Hotep. Yeah, did some googling, um, spent some time reading on the FAQ at Hotep Nation. <laughs> uh, saw some of Hotep Jesus's um, videos, um, but one of the one like I think uh, like the tenant number ten of, of Hotep mm-hmm. um, is like a financial independence. Mm-hmm. And, and part of their perspective is like at least espoused on the Hold Up Nation website yeah. is like we just kind of don't want to treat ourselves as victims right uh, we just kind of ignore that racism exists mm-hmm. not because we don't believe it exists right. but because we don't want to constantly talk about how we're victims of it mm-hmm. and we want to maintain, We want to establish a kind of financial we freedom yeah. by financial stability mm-hmm. and, and economic responsibility mm-hmm. um and, I mean, I know, like, uh, you had friends or friends who have had fathers who had come to the U.S. from Africa or grew up African-American or, you know, mm-hmm. who were black America, yeah. black in America. Um, and, like, ha- like, having enough money that they could decide what they did with their lives mm-hmm. was, a, was a huge element mm. of what they strove for. And, you know, like, as a young person, I was like, oh, like, seems awfully materialistic, <laughs> which is like a totally white thing to say, <laughs> right, is yeah. what I understand it to be now. Um, but it's like, I, I mean, I think that part of the deeper conflict between, like, the, our, 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 our beloved characters in AP mm-hmm. and the Hotep character is they have different, um, and even Ricky, like, they have mm-hmm. different opinions of what freedom is. Mm. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, yeah. What freedom means mm-hmm. and what freedom what kind of freedom is worth struggling for. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that I mean, the show has a perspective. Yeah. And I think one of the one of the again, shall we gush more? One of the <laughs> moments that I really like is um when Ricky comes to speak, when she actually comes to speak, mm-hmm. and the audience is not in any way <laughs> heckling her. They're just all black. Yeah. Are mostly black. with, yeah, Right? Yeah. You know, and, and they obviously, like, don't like what she has to say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and again, like, you know, one of the things, like, she criticizes Sam. Mm-hmm. She says, like, you know, you wouldn't be able to say this stuff if you were taking, if you were, like, at a historically black college. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, same with Ricky. Like, your stuff doesn't work when you talk to black people. Right. Right? You know, yeah. it, it, it's as shitty as, like, Troy's humor. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and, and so that, again, like the way that show does that, mm-hmm. like no one or Sam attempts to shoot her down and it yeah, doesn't. No. It's awkward and great. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's just confronted with this stuff about like, oh, you want to say that oh, to a no black crowd? Yeah. It kind of doesn't work yeah. that way. Right. You know, it shows, again, that like it's a, it's a there's a certain kind of expedience of argument, which is, you um, you know like w- w- if you can't if it's not effective in front of a black crowd you know it's probably racist mm-hmm. right you know if if you say to a white crowd like woohoo you know right. like there there there's and so much of it is like an unspoken kind of thing that it feels right you know mm-hmm. particular kind of way yeah. and, I just, and i i love um one of the things that i have read mm-hmm. but have not experienced is i've read a lot of um black writers mhm you know, people that have internet presences, people that write books, like complaining about complaining, mentioning like, oh, like there's some, you know, like there's a, um, white people and they have like black Lives matter in their, you know, Twitter tag. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought Black Lives Matter was good, right? You know, yeah, yeah. But it's clearly more complicated. And one mm-hmm. of the ways that show deals with it is, like, the, the white guy with the Black Lives Matter t-shirt that, like, keeps calling <laughs> all the black women by different names. Yeah. He doesn't, Or, like, all, all the black characters. Like, hey, yeah. you know, like, John, hey, go, go. You know, and yeah. it's not – and the black folks are like, what?
2: hi, yeah. you know?
1: Um, you know, and, and it's a funny way of saying that, like, you don't actually care about black people. You know, like you care about this movement right. or something, you know, and, and mm-hmm. in some sense, I think the show is explicit about things it can be explicit about mm-hmm. and isn't about things that if that it can't be about. Yeah. Like, you know, like I don't know how you tell this again, like I don't know how you make that point better mm-hmm. than that. Right, guy, right, right. Yeah. Like that, that seems to be mm-hmm. the best or, or a very, very good and effective, effective way rhetoric. to make that point. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, and, and I, I guess. Part, part of what this draws out is one element I like about the show in terms of its style is it uses a variety of things like mm-hmm. parody exposition mm-hmm. you know and we have the open mic so you get like this um like, like the heart reveal yeah you know where you have someone essentially speaking like a monologue for, mm-hmm. you know like and it uses all these different pieces to I think use the best piece to tell the, the uh, that particular story right you know yeah um
0: Yeah. Nice. I think, uh, if you haven't seen the show, we of course recommend to watch watch it. Um, and this may make a little more sense hopefully after you've seen the show, if you haven't watched it yet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's probably even more we could talk about, but I am excited to see what they do with the third season. Um, and where they continue to go with this, but I hope more people check it out. Um, haven't heard a ton of people talking about it, but, um, I think it's one of the best things Netflix has been able to produce, yeah. um, as original content yeah. uh, for it. So I, I think more people should see it.
1: Yeah, and I also too. I mean, I, I'm interested. I mean, I didn't. I had only read one little tiny bit about uh, like the trolling that had been mm-hmm. part of the backlash against the, the movie and the show. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm I. I'm always really interested um I'm interested to see how they do with how they do that mm. and also like what kind of new things the trolling world <laughs> throws at them, yeah, um I mean, I just like i uh I think trolling is bad, yeah. <laughs> i mean like i mean, I don't know i mean i right. I, I mean I, like I don't know anyone that's like, oh trolling is awesome, but like the it's a, plenty of people do it right I mean I know um well, I could talk a lot <laughs> about what um but i do i am interested to see. Um, because of the way uh, the trolling is a part of the second or volume two mm-hmm. it, it puts the show in like a very clear dialogue with the world right um, in which it, it it seems to be very respectful of its disproportionate power mm. as a show mm. like it doesn't do what Sam does essentially it doesn't debate ad nauseum right uh, the perspective That's back, yeah. it, 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 it presents things like you know like in like uh like when Coco says, like, just because mm-hmm. you have a speech doesn't mean it's an easy one. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it puts forth things that are, like, uh, very sound, logical positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and uh, the kind of argument that I think, especially when you think of how they like, the trolling affects Sam, it's mm-hmm. hard to argue with it. Yeah. Like, it's hard to argue that, like, someone posting a horrible, like, saying your dad fucked a monkey mm-hmm. and that was your mom yeah. is somehow okay right or somehow not a big deal mm-hmm. right um and i'm yeah I, i'm really excited to uh, see i mean it's like I, I, the the show is so unique yeah. and so well done um mm-hmm. the i mean uh i know it's a, it's another uh black tour, but when i saw 12 years a slave mm-hmm. i was like what is this guy gonna make next <laughs> i'm like because this film is off you know like you know yeah from casting all the way through, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, I went back and watched some of, um, Steve Queen, mm-hmm. Steve Queen's, um, uh, student projects. Steve McQueen. I think, Steve McQueen. Yeah. Cause I know the it's, universe, yeah. um, and I was like, This fuck is, I mean, it's amazing, you know, mm-hmm. like really edgy, you know? And I was like, wow. know, like, I, I mean, I could, you know, like, uh, what are you going to do next? Yeah. You know. Yeah. We'll um, see. Like whatever it is, I'll watch it 10 times.
2: Mm-hmm
0: yeah I didn't realize how young Justin Simeian is, but it seems like I'm also interested to see what he does beyond this show yeah. but like I'm happy that he is just working within this yeah, concept yeah. that's work that is working so well yeah. um and he gets a platform to say yeah. things that he wants to
1: say and yeah. I also get the sense, and I don't know if I have no idea of know if this is true, but I get the sense that it's like a pretty um enjoyable production environment mm-hmm. like on set i mean yeah. i just like i mean like <laughs> you know i mean they play a group of friends of course right. um but like the consistency i mean the consistency of uh all of the work uh, mm-hmm. the you know like the timing and pacing of everything i mean it, it seems that it's not just like the hand of the director right um but the, like the, the the culture of the production is sort of permeated throughout mm-hmm. for sure
0: nice um so we're gonna wrap up there thanks for listening to extra textual and we'll see you in the next episode